0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. There are some significant and disturbing things going on around the world that don't feature strongly in the mainstream media. On 2020, we've spoken many times about the idea that Christians have caught something of a biblical vision to help Jewish people who are scattered around the world to make a return to the land of their ancestors in Israel. It's surprising to some, and even the Israeli government is nurturing relationships with Christians with the idea of energising the ability of Jews to return to their homeland. So what might be driving that initiative? Well, one of the issues is the significance of rising anti-Semitism that's gripping many parts of the world and making the relocation of Jewish people a matter of safety. Yair Miller is the CEO of an organisation called Keren Hayasod and is on the board of Friends of Israel Australia and joining us for an update on things that are happening. Yair, uh, welcome along to 2020.
1: Thank you, Neil. Good to be with you.
0: Uh, Yeah, give us some insights here into your impression as to what's happening with rising anti-Semitism in some places around the world.
1: Look, Neil, as you mentioned in the introduction, unfortunately we're seeing a rise in anti-Semitism globally, particularly in parts of Western Europe. Uh, We're seeing some places in South America and even the United States of America seeing near-record results of anti-Semitism incidents and many of those places seeing results that we haven't unfortunately seen since the dark days of the 1930s and 1940s in Europe.
0: I'll ask you in a few moments your impressions of things that are happening in Australia too. But before we get to that, the idea that there are some Jewish people in various nations around the world who are even at this time being forced... Uh, to make Aliyah, that return to Israel, from nations like Venezuela and Ukraine, in France, the UK even, uh, are those nations particularly uh, geared to move towards some level of anti-Semitism that's forcing this idea of Aliyah needing to happen?
1: Look, in each of those countries, the situation is very different and the reasons for Jews leaving are different. But as you've alluded... The underlying problem for many Jews in those countries is the net result of their own political and social issues is a rise in anti-Semitism and a feeling in many of those countries that it is just not safe to live there anymore as a Jew, let alone practice your Judaism overtly, which is very sad for any religious group to have to hide their religious identity. Places like the Ukraine are obviously caught up in the conflict in that part of the world, Venezuela has its own very unique situation with the Jewish community there. From peaks, some would say, of 40,000 Jews down to now, only some 5,000 Jews. And Aliyah, from places like the UK and France, over the last few years, hitting numbers that we haven't seen for many, many decades. Again, due to the feeling of insecurity in those countries and the feeling that anti-Semitism is making it unsafe to live there as a Jew, let alone practice as a Jew. And that is a very sad state of affairs.
0: Yair, this feeling of insecurity, and we might all ask, where does that feeling come from? Is it because there are incidents which might indicate people who are targeting Jews? Or does it come to something even more broad, and that might be the political platform that different parties or organisations who are aspiring to political power might have as part of the platform for election. How do you see the things that create the environment for anti-Semitism?
1: Again, it's probably a mixture of both of those things you mentioned. Uh, we had, across the world, a 13% increase in the number of major violent cases of anti-Semitism. That's according to the Cantor Centre of study of contemporary European jury based out of Tel Aviv University. So a 13% increase in major violent cases is quite steep uh, in a 12-month period. And then you have things like uh, the rise of radical Islam uh, and affecting places within Europe, uh, particularly France, where the situation on the ground is generally unstable. Uh, the issue of migration has become front and centre for those countries, and in that milieu both the far left and the far right, have been playing their part in rising anti-Semitism. And likewise, in places like the UK, as you mentioned, political platforms, uh, Jeremy Corbyn is definitely no friend of the Jews, and he's no friend of the State of Israel. And unfortunately, those two issues are often interlinked. And the level of anti-Semitism being seen out of elements within the British Labour Party today unhindered by people like Jeremy Corbyn are certainly leading to people in the UK feeling very insecure about the future in that country.
0: Yeah, given that we've mentioned the idea of political platforms, as I asked you a little earlier about those countries that were, uh, in fact, you know, there was a rise in anti-Semitism, and I said I'll ask you about Australia, what are your impressions of Australia? Does Australia feel like a safe place for Jewish people? Uh, What are your thoughts here?
1: By and large, we are very, very fortunate here in Australia as Jews and as all religious groups uh, to live in a country that has a high level of tolerance, a high level of interfaith activity, uh, and a high level of respect. With that said, uh, the Executive Council of Australian Jewry, who record anti-Semitic incidents uh, across the community in Australia, uh, recorded last year 366 incidents of anti-Semitism, which was a 59% increase over the previous 12 months. So it shows that there is anti-Semitism in Australia, uh, most of it what we would call lower level anti-Semitism, uh, graffiti, posts on social media, etc. But there is also an element where there is violent anti-Semitism, aggressive anti-Semitism. Uh, and so there are pockets in Australia, again, predominantly out of the far right, some elements of the far left, and some of the more fundamentalist Islamist groups where we do see and feel anti-Semitism in Australia, but thank God we are not feeling it or seeing it the way they might be seeing it in some of those other countries in Europe and South America that I've previously mentioned.
0: Let's talk about the Jewish government for a few moments uh, because the Israelis uh, have a real partnership that's going on now and it's relatively recent. uh, But some might be thinking this is quite surprising that the Israeli government would want to partner with Christians uh, to help this process of Aliyah, this idea of Jewish people returning to their homeland. Give us a little insight into the work that you're involved in with that.
1: So the group that I'm involved with is called Karen Hayasod, or United Israel Appeal. Uh, It's the official fundraising arm, if you will, of the Jewish uh, people around the world and the Israeli government. And for many years now, we have tried to foster relations with friendly Christian communities in the realization that the Jewish people have friends and supporters and people that care very deeply about not only Judaism and Jews, but also about the state of Israel. And we've tried to find ways in all sorts of communities across many, many countries to ensure that that relationship is productive, is positive, and works to the benefit of both communities. Here in Australia, we established last year the Karen Sword Friends of Israel, uh, and the goal of the group is to allow Christians uh, to play their part in ensuring that Jewish people are able to return to israel make aliyah as we've described and for christians uh, as i understand it this is their way of ensuring their part in fulfilling biblical prophecy uh, and ensuring that the jewish people return to their ancestral homeland and christians believe and we're very happy to work with them that there is a partnership possible And we are very grateful for that support, both in a financial sense, but almost more importantly, in a a moral and ethical sense.
0: And just confirming, as you've just said, you're a Jew and uh, working with Christians, and that in itself very significant. There's another concept I'll get your thoughts on, the idea of enter the story, and that's a part of what you've been involved in. What does the enter the story idea mean?
1: So it's a concept which is, I would guess, obviously answered slightly better by some of my Christian friends involved. But as I understand it, uh, part of biblical prophecy within the Christian tradition says that the story of Christian development and and the fulfillment of Christian prophecy uh, entails the Jews being strong and living in their homeland of Israel. And entering the story is a way for Christians to actively play their part in that story, to actually actively enter and get involved, and not just be a passive bystander in history, but play your part as a Christian in that biblical prophecy, which hopefully will, from a Christian point of view, come to fruition.
0: Well, Yair, great getting your insights. And I do want to draw attention to a fundraising dinner that's scheduled for next Tuesday night on the 17th of September. And it's going to be on the Gold Coast. It might be a little too far for listeners on the other side of the nation to be able to attend, but Royal Pines Resort on the Gold Coast. And you've got a significant number of dignitaries who are going to be attending there, including the ambassador to Australia, Mark Suffer, and as well as the keynote speaker is Pastor Larry Hutch. It'll be a significant gathering, and it will be a fundraising dinner that helps to support these issues. And let me give a website for those who would want to go along and be a part and support the initiative. It's enterthestory.com.au. So, story dot com dot au to support that fundraising dinner that's on next Tuesday night at Royal Pines Resort on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Uh, great getting your insights. Uh, Yair Miller is the CEO of the organisation called Karen Hayasod and he's on the board of Friends of Israel Australia. Yair, thanks so much for taking some time to share these thoughts with us today on Twenty Twenty.
1: Thank you, Neil. Appreciate your time and the support of you and your listeners.